Oiga, disculpe, ¿esta es una Leica? Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Leica Street Photography Collective. I'm Ricky, and today's guest is Juan Sostre. Been practicing my Spanish a little bit. Thank you, Duolingo. But thank you for taking the time out of your day, giving a listener something to listen to. Appreciate it. Please introduce yourself, where you at, where you've been, what you do, anything you'd like the world to know. First, Ricky, thanks for having me and inviting me to your podcast. I'm Juan Sostre. I'm an art director by trade, street photographer from Bayamón, Puerto Rico. and based right now in San Jose, California. And I'm the founder of the Avenue Magazine, the street photography magazine. Nice, nice, nice. So I actually just discovered you are a art director and founder of a street photography magazine. So we're going to get into that a little later. I kind of want to know more about that and the whole process. I started to try to create a magazine. Actually, we finished one. So me and another group of individuals who I met because of this podcast, we came together and we built our own magazine. It's very, very challenging work. So I got some questions for you later. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bring it out. Sounds good. But all right. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your art background? So, as I mentioned, I'm from Puerto Rico. I studied in the Escuela de Artes Plásticas, where I did my bachelor's degree. Um, and I studied in the image and design department. Um, I graduated and then went out to work for a few companies. The first was one for events. I was the designer. And then I made the jump to go to advertising. Um, I got hired. I don't study like to be in advertising world, but, you know, they reach out, they hired me. Um, and that opens my my brain you know it was completely different to what i used to do like just only as a designer you be on production filming commercials working for you know well-known brands um especially i was working with one of the at that point was the first beer brand in puerto rico so i used to travel film and work with a lot of photographers that we hire for different projects, right? Um, and it was funny because I come from a little bit of background of photographer, my, my grandpa, my uncle, and I always say in my, my life, I'm not going to do what they used to do. I'm going to do something different. Um, but then I noticed that I was giving direction to the photographers, and I was like, hey, I just need to learn how to use the tool. Because if I'm telling them, giving direction about composition and what I want, it's just grab the tool and start shooting. And that's what I did. Um, so in advertising, I was working as a, the last one. It was, you know, I'm already a senior art director. And here in California, I was working as a creative lead senior art director. I used to work with a... Oh, um, with a big brand of uh, uh, automotive car, uh, vehicle. Mm -hmm. 
And it was great, you know. I think it's part of my compliment as a, as a photographer. So I love the science. I have been involved in art since I was little. Study art, work in art, but I need another creative outlet. And that's why I started here in California doing street photography. But going back, I started photography almost 15 years ago when my, with my son's belly, <laughs> you know, you want to take those photos of the belly of the mom. The belly bump. And I started mixing my art with photography. And I was doing well doing maternity and newborns back in the days. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was not until I moved here to California after political stuff for the Hurricane Maria. Uh, we got hit, and a month after, I left the island and moved here. And I got this job in this agency, and I started like coming a lot to from San Jose, which is the south of the Bay Area, to San Francisco every day. And I was shooting with my phone, and I was like, I need a camera. You know, I'm like, you know, the phone is good, but I said I need another camera. And a year after, I got my first camera here and started, you know, the strange street photography, I would say that was in 2019, I believe so. And yeah, you know, so I always mix my art direction mm-hmm. with my photography, the way that I compose my frames. Nice. We have very similar paths. I was, I think I can say it. I was an artist at a young age. As young as I can remember, I was drawing that changed to any other kind of art you can think of. I've done it all. I did stained glass. I did airbrush. I did spray paint. I did acrylic paints, watercolor paints, pastels. I've done it all. You think about it, I've done it. And I went to college for graphic design. I got my degree. Had a brief little job as a graphic design assistant, but I did all the work and my boss was actually my assistant, I like to say, because uh, he was the boss and I was doing all the work. So that's how it is. Unfortunately, he was- But that's how you learn. (laughs) Yeah, it was. And I, I actually really enjoyed that job. If they never laid me off, that was the one that laid me off before I came in the military, I think I would still be doing it. And my whole life would probably be different. I wouldn't probably not be a photographer. I would not be in Japan. Probably wouldn't be doing this podcast. But I like to think everything happens for a reason, or so my mom told me many, many times, and I'm sticking with that. Either way. That's how, that's how what I have learned. Yeah. So I'm thankful for all the opportunities I have. That was a really great job. I was glad I got that experience under my under my belt. So, so I, the expression goes. So, so, so I feel you like I'm gonna be honest. That's what, what I'm struggling right now. You know, um, I got I just got back from a trip. I was in Barcelona and London. I went there shooting and also you know little vacation with my son 
And I came back and did it after I got laid off from the agency. Mm-hmm. So as you mentioned, it, things happen for a reason. Right now I'm struggling because, you know, you need a paycheck to <laughs> survive. But I think this is the chance for me to keep developing my skill in photography, um, what I'm doing with the magazine and everything, because things happen for a reason. If, even, you know, I got back, I got invited to be part of an exhibition here in, in the Bay Area in San Francisco. So if I was working, probably I didn't have the chance to put all my energy into the exhibition, right? So I said, this is happening for a reason. I got to lay off for a reason, but I know I need to find a job. You know, I have to get a, uh, but then at the same time, I'm like, do I really, or I can continue pursue this work hard, keep working hard, keep doing what I'm doing, keep doing more stuff, projects that I have in my head right now, but I'm loving it. Like, yeah. Right now, I have been three months, and I have been putting all of my energy into my street photography. Nice. That's awesome. So you haven't been shooting street photography very long. No. You know, I have the vision, but coming from Puerto Rico, I don't have that open mind about, mm-hmm. you know, I have seen before what it was street photography, but now I was, like, very into it. Um you know, I started, like I said, almost 15 years ago. But then when I moved here, living in a big, in a big you know, Bay Area, going to the, to the city, to San Francisco, being in the train, I was like, wait, you know, I, I need to get. And I was shooting with the phone. Like the first time that I went with, to London, I shoot with my phone and pretty decent shots, you know. But I said I need to get a tool. Now I'm, I was same. stable. So I said I need. So I got my first camera here. Was by the way, I sold my cameras when I moved from Puerto Rico here just to have money in my pocket mm-hmm. because I came here with no job. I was seven months living from my saving with my son. Um, so I took the risk and I said, well, when I get stable, I'm gonna get another camera. You know. Um, and I got the Fuji X100B, mm-hmm. which I love it. And I started shooting and it was so much fun. It was like, and I stopped thinking a little bit about design. I was focusing, oh, this is probably because, you know, you get out of work and you're so stressed out. You need to go out and keep shooting. And first I was not, not I would not say that I was not taking it seriously. But I have some few friends that start telling me, dude, you should keep doing it. You should keep doing it. You yeah. should keep doing it. I'm like, yeah, I'm cool. And then I made my first book, which is, was more like just for fun because it was my first year with uh, Fuji. I say, oh, I'm going to do a first, my first book with my favorite photos from the Fuji. And then I call it 79. That was the, the year that I was born. And I picked 79 photos. Now I look back, I'm like, oh my God, there, I really did that book. But I just did it for fun. But I think even building that, it took me to do other stuff like the magazine. It came after. I said, well, like, wait, there's nobody doing something here in the Bay Area. Yeah. 
and I don't have to hire no one to do it. I can do everything by myself. So from the book and a month after I put out the first issue of the Avenue magazine, but things happen for a reason. Yeah. Very, very good story. I like how there's a lot of progression in there. And I, I, I asked you, you haven't been shooting street photography for a long time because your images are really, really good. We'll oh, get, thank you, man. We will get your social medias out there later, but still want to talk about some photography first. And I want to know why you chose to go the street photography route and like you. So the reason why I asked that is like you, when I started photography, you know, I started off taking pictures of the landscapes, but then somehow I started making money doing the maternity and the baby bump photos and stuff like that. And I was making really good money doing that. And I still do mm-hmm. it. I still do it now. I believe you. Occasionally, occasionally. Cause it's not something I want to do now and I don't mind doing it, but it's pretty much, I only go to that if I need to make a little bit of money here or there. And I'm like, okay, let me see what I can do. And it's pretty easy. Everybody's pregnant. Someone wants a photographer, but you know, so I think we have a similar path. Yeah. And just to see your, your development of your street photography photos is, is really strong images out there. So, do want to say nice work and your friends who motivated you and inspired you to keep going. Glad they did. I didn't have that kind of support network. So, yeah, that's cool. Now I believe a little bit more in myself. Mm-hmm. But to your question about the street that I, you know, you commented that I have not been so long. I'm going to sorry that I jump in into. It was funny because when I got my Fuji, it was when we got hit by the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So I was going to start community and shooting with the Fuji, but then I cannot go out. So to know my gear a little bit more, I start doing more portraits or models that come to my house. I set up a, a booth here in my place or go to their house, people that already know, you know, and I did like, that's another account that I don't use no more, but I was um, shooting models, but it was not, I love portraits, but I said, I need to know my gear. So when I'm ready to go out or the world was ready to, to go out, I would know my, my gear. Right. And that's what I did. I transitioned when we started doing, you know, during the pandemic and getting back to the street, I started shooting a little bit more portraits on the street. So I translate what I was doing and what I already knew, mm-hmm. doing a little bit more portraits on the street, and then I started getting more confident walking and start getting the shots that I got that I have now. Yeah. So let's go down that. Let's go down there now. Um, tell us your approach of your shooting industry. So we got how you started developing your 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 street portraits. You know, shooting in the streets like that. So take us down, trying to see how I want to go about this. All right, we'll we'll start with the COVID. Take us before COVID, during COVID, and after COVID. So we got a little bit of the beginning, but tell us your, your, your process of when it began before COVID, into COVID, and then 
kind of currently? So as I mentioned, I was shooting with the phone. I got my camera. Pandemic hit us. I did a little bit around, but it was the street was empty. So I got to start doing the the portrait. Um, it was not much going on. And then it's when I decided to put the, the book and then the magazine. And as soon, you know, we had the chance to go out, I started shooting. But like I said, it was more like, I was, was more approaching my target and talking to them like, hey, do you let me take this? A uh, photo of you, you look so nice. I love your shirt. I love your style. So it was more like knowing the street. Mm-hmm. And after that, that I started putting the magazine, I started knowing more photographers from the Bay. Um, I started going out. And I feel like, I would not say that I don't do it now, but I don't do it so, so often that interact with my subjects. Now I'm more like a fly, like just pass by and shoot, keep yeah. walking. And my process, I never think that I'm going to go out and I'm going to shoot this, right? Like, especially I'm in San Jose. San Jose is more quiet. But then I go, I commute a lot to San Francisco where it's a lot of people or every day, a lot of tourists. But I never go with something in mind that I'm gonna shoot only this. Mm-hmm. I just want to get there and see what is in front of me yeah. and to take advantage. Um, and especially also the weather. If it's overcast, if it's sunny, I just want to challenge myself every time and when I go out there. What kind of challenges do so, you give yourself? Like, especially when it's very sunny, how are we going to manage that? Yeah. First, you get so warm. <laughs> you're not comfortable on the street, especially that you're walking a lot and you're sweating and makes you uncomfortable, right? But then you have to see what you're going to take out of that. Mm-hmm. How are you going to manage the situation? How the people are behaving? Because the same way they are not feeling comfortable, the people are not feeling comfortable. So that when they see your camera pointing at them, they're not so happy, right? It's just like the mood of the people. But I will say when I started, it was getting a little bit more close to the people to get the shots that I had more recently. I will say recently more than a year, but yeah. um, first I was shooting far away or just go and ask the people, like, my subject, hey, let me now, I don't, I don't do it that way no more. And I think also knowing other photographers, I know you have heard a lot about uh, Patrick Steven, mm-hmm. always chasing, they, like, I shoot a lot with him. I know. Um, I, I walk a lot with him. I think he put me to do my workout every time that I'm out there. So, with each person that you go out, it's different. Okay. Like, um, some of them are very fast paced. Some of them are slow paced, but I challenge myself like, yo, today the is going to be out shooting with me. Um, I know you already met Dan. Yes. Maker. Um, 
I shoot with him. It's another different pace, and I love that I shoot it with different people because I feel like I can learn and they can learn from me. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's so great. Yeah. He's a professor. Did he teach you anything? Yeah. He should. So, um, Dan was the person that introduced me to the Flash. Yep. So I started, I think it's when I started getting a little bit more confident going now with Dan and he, because, you know, Flash and people's faces are not like, <laughs> but I think I started getting comfortable and he was the one uh, that showed me the Flash, uh, how to use the Flash and go out there. And I was like, you know, we, I remember we went to a bar. And Dan came and shoot this person, you know, at a bar that started, you know, you're going to notice that flash. I yeah. said, dude, you're so brave. So he inspired me to start using the flash. To get very close, I would say Patrick, the way that he approached to people. So I would say I would have been getting lessons from Dan, Patrick, even from Steven, that um, he's more like, I would say relaxed more. He's more like a fisher than a, a hunter. Yes. Um, Patrick is a hunter. I feel like I'm a hunter, but then I'm doing a project here in San Jose that I'm more a fisher that, that I go and stand in that corner for two or three hours. Wow. Um, but it, also that helps me to slow down a little bit my process, right? Like mm-hmm. I love going fast. I love what I'm doing, but I said, okay, let me do it a little bit different. Let me go by myself, stand in that corner, see what I can get. And also to slow down. And at the same time, I started shooting with a, a point and shoot film because that, not because I want to be cool or something. Oh, I'm shooting with film. It's more for me personally to slow down yeah, and think a little bit more about my shots. That's awesome. Sounds like you got a really strong network. Patrick Stevens. I don't know him personally. I do know Dan. Great guy. Yeah. And they are able to teach you different aspects of street photography. I'm familiar with Patrick's work. So I do know what you mean by getting close. And I wanted to ask, you mentioned earlier you were shooting far away. And it seems like it was pretty much the answer to this question, but... Were you taking pictures far away because you weren't as competent or kind of like nervous for the beginning stages of taking pictures of people? Yeah. um, Yes, it's more about confident and more confident. Like, and I will say this coming from Puerto Rico, I know a lot of people, you know, um, you know a little bit more how people behave. Mm -hmm. I'm new to the Bay Area, you know, I said new, I have been here almost five years, five years and a half. So it's a complete different vibe, especially when you go to the city. And I was a little bit of like, hey, I don't know if I should approach, but then when I started going out with Patrick, I started feeling more confident. And I know the same way that I have been learning from them, they have been learning all their skills, you know, that I have. So that's what I love about going out and shooting with my buddies, you know, mm-hmm. um, that you learn from each other. But I think I started getting that confident 
hanging and going out more often because pe- people start seeing you a little bit more on the street. Yeah. And you start getting a little bit more brave and getting close. What, what I really love is taking, like I said, uh, uh, as I mentioned, it, like my portraits to the street and also that adrenaline that you have when you get close to the people. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes they don't notice yeah. that you're taking photos of them. And it's like that adrenaline that, okay, I took that shot, let me check. And then when you notice that you got it, it's like, yes. You know, like, it's, I really love what I'm doing. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, you go out there, you come back, and then I will say it's like, when you were a kid and you go to Disney and come back and, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, that good feeling that you have. Yeah, definitely. I know exactly what it is. And I think that's the reason why I always travel, go somewhere. No matter where I go, I always have a camera. So as you know, I'm in the military and I even go to work with my camera. Very careful. And I know when and <laughs> when to use and when not to use so I don't destroy it. But yeah, the pretty much everybody knows me as as the photographer. I'm always with my camera. It's to the point where people ask me, "Oh, you didn't bring your camera today? Oh, you didn't do this? You didn't do that?" And just to be even recognized while I work as the photographer, like I'm the unofficial photographer for everything. It's it's such a, a good feeling, and then being able to share the pictures of my coworkers, because that's pretty much who I mainly focus on, you know, so they, they have something that they can provide their families or their friends or whoever. And so it's kind of win-win for me. I get to do something I love and they get photos to share. So you said something very important about when to shoot, especially when you're on the street, Mm -hmm. you have to know how you approach people especially here in the Bay Area, which neighborhood you are in San Francisco, right? Because you have to be careful too, you know? You have to be aware of your surrounding, where you're at, who you're pointing your camera, you know? You have to be a little bit smart. You you cannot be dumb. You, you have to know how you approach people and look, hey, you're in this neighborhood. You should not shoot that way. Um, you can take the risk, but you have to be smart. Yeah. So I I can't say I have a long, lengthy career in street photography in the U.S. because I started when I was in England and I haven't lived in the U.S. in quite some time. So I don't know. I mean, I do kind of know what you're referring to, but are, have you seen the movie Everybody Street? Um, From... Everybody Street. It's a documentary uh, about street photographers. From uh, from uh, Ricky Power? He was in no? it. He was in there. It was it yeah. was uh, uh, yeah. It was a collective documentary. It was like Joel Myers, Bruce Gilden, all the the major street photographers. Yeah, I probably see it. I'm very bad with retaining like names of books and and documentary, but yeah, I probably because I consume a lot documentary and I see I watch a lot of YouTube. So yeah, 
Yeah. So the reason why I bring it up was because I, I can use this as a perfect example was Jamal Shabazz. You know, he started mm-hmm. taking, you know, pictures. He, he tells a story when he used to go out at night and he was taking pictures of the prostitutes and the pimps. And at first, you know, what's the first thing those kind of people, oh, you're police, right? So they almost, yeah, the altercation. And then like, he, he kind of explained himself and he's like, you know what? Like, yeah, okay, you can shoot here anytime you want. So I'm not saying that for everybody, but maybe... You know, have those kind of like, hey, you know, this is me. This is what I do. I'm not in law enforcement. Yeah. And, you know, maybe they, they give you the access. They, they, that that will happen here. Like if you go to Tenderloin, mm-hmm. or you go to Mission, um, that's what the perception, right? So, but I have a friend here, Hattie Williams, that he goes very often and um, he is the owner of the studio where we have our exhibition right now that it's closing this month, the 24th. But I go a lot with him. I have been going lately with him because everybody knows him over there. So you feel a little bit more comfort than going. And he knows everybody. They call him, hey, look, the photographer. You know, it's funny. But then I, I'm, I like it because I said, man, everybody here loves you, Harry. I said, well, I come, you know, almost every day. Um, but I said, I will say, like, I go there when they have festival, like, you know, more people, more family, but like a normal day. I'm not from there. I don't feel so, so confident to be shooting. And actually, I'm not from San Francisco. I live in San Jose, so they don't see my face so often. Mm-hmm. But I went like a year ago uh, to one of the festivals and... I was walking and I saw this guy in a wheelchair um, and his his chest, he has a tattoo, it's called uh, Tattoo Rico. So I look at him and I ask him if I can take a photo of him. And as soon as he heard my ass and he said, oh, Boricua. I say, yes. Oh, you soy Puerto Rican. And we start talking. So he started he presented me all his homies from there. So mm-hmm. after that, I feel a little bit more confident. And when I went the second time, one of his homies saw me and recognized me and said, Hey, Boricua. So you said, okay, I know a few people here, but even that, you know, yeah. I would think about it to go alone. Uh, I would go with, with Patrick, with Dan or with somebody else, uh, even with Dredd or Harriet that I have been lately with him there. But you you have to know, like um, last year, I remember I went with Dan and Patrick to for the first time to turn their loin, which is was fun. But we were not, you know, I was not alone, and it was good, you know, because it's another side of the city. Mm-hmm. It's another way to shoot, yeah. and another another kind of subject that you're going to shoot over there. So, actually, last September, almost a year ago, I went to visit my daughter in San Diego. First time I've ever oh, been. Oh, nice! Yeah, first time I ever been in San Diego, and I was kind of a little skeptical about just taking pictures there. I wasn't sure. Like I said, I've never really done the whole U.S. street photography thing, and it's not that I'm scared, but I don't know the area. And like you said, like. Do these people know me? No. So I was a, li- a little careful, but I went out 
to some areas, mostly I would say safe areas. You know, I was. You were in downtown? I did go downtown. You were staying downtown? No, I didn't stay Uh, downtown. So I was. But I did. I was going to ask you that question. Science, you're in the military and you were telling me, you know, that you travel uh, because. For me, it was my second time in London and first time in Barcelona. I don't know why even. I'm not from there. I was feeling that I was a little bit more brave to shoot Mm -hmm. because I play the tourist guy. Yeah. You know? Um, And it's a different feeling when, when when I was there. Like, I said, oh, I feel a little bit more confident. And probably I I was like, probably because I'm playing the tourist guy, Mm -hmm. right? But like in the city, if you compare, like you go to those neighborhoods, the thing is, I will go back the next week and probably go back in one week and two um, two months, and they will see me again. And if I did something wrong or they, or they get mad at me, they will see me again. Mm-hmm. I know in London, Barcelona, they're not going to see me again probably in two or five years. I don't know if I'm explaining it right. It's like I played the tourists guy when I travel. No, I know what you mean. But then here, you have to be smart because they're going to see you again. Mm-hmm. You don't want to upset nobody, uh, anyone here around because they're going to see you again. Yeah, I would probably use Bruce Gilden as an example. He lives in New York probably still. I think he does. And everybody knows who Bruce Gilden is. Everybody knows his work. And he's very... Mm-hmm up close, personal, in in your face, flash photography. And he's constantly doing it. He does that everywhere he goes. Now, I do understand what you, you mean. I lived in England for three years, so I visited London a lot. And I think when you travel, you can play the the, the tourist you know, I'm a tourist. Oh, I didn't know no better. But at the same time, I also think the more you shoot and the more comfortable you, you, you are with shooting street photography, you're, you just know when to shoot and when not to shoot. Oh, yeah. yeah. And also how to react. Um, if they exactly react to your what you're doing, you have to know how to manage the situation because yeah. you're not going to get into a discussion with them that not what you want, right? Mm-hmm. Um, people probably can scream things at you. Um, like you were saying San Diego. I used to travel every month for meetings mm-hmm. to San Diego. And it's a lot of, you know, homeless people around <laughs> downtown. And they start screaming at you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you just, you try to ignore them. If they come and talk, you talk to them because they are the human beings. They will see you again. Um, and I love that part because when they see you again, you probably take another photo, but you, you know, give them a little bit of donation. They start knowing you. So when they see you around, they stop screaming at you. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and like I said, you have to know. So if I was going in the morning there, they were, they were waking up on the street. You're not going to go, you know, I don't take picture of homeless, but even they see you around with the camera, they start screaming, mm-hmm. you know, um, or they, some of them think they're your cop, but yeah, you have to be very smart wherever you go. Um, even you play the tourist, like 
uh, like you were seeing. I did have a homeless person approach me very weird manner when I was in San Diego. I was walking through the gas lamp district. Uh-huh. And I was actually close to the Padre Stadium. I was just walking around, just taking... Mm-hmm. I wasn't taking pictures of people at that time. I was actually taking pictures of the cityscape. And if there was a person, I, I didn't get too many because it was raining. And I learned... And it it's a nice area. Yeah. I learned it doesn't rain in San Diego. So when it does, people go crazy. And yep. I was walking through... I was by the train, the train tracks. And the whole mm-hmm. person just came up to me and started cursing at me and started making weird noises and then just walked away. So yeah, yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna confront them. Um, I always use as an example when I was in New York in October with the Street Badass group and people start laughing from the group, right? Because you have to be ready for that too. Yeah, you know and. You have to put yourself in their position. They don't know what you're doing. Um, they probably are not having a good day. So I had this lady, it's a, a shot that I have of this classic, you know, dressing classic lady in New York with the Empire still building in the back. Mm-hmm. I saw her crossing the street and, and I approached, put my flash, took the photo, and she started cursing me, like saying, you know, oh, what I did, I just raised my hand with the camera. Stream, I love you. Everybody started laughing. I said, "Just give them love. You, you know, you're not doing nothing wrong. You know, um, I don't never had a situation where nobody have come and touched me or nothing. They just asked me, hey, this is your photo. I have a QR code in my phone, a sticker. Mm-hmm. Scan here if you want, and I will send you a photo later." And I think I have been managing situation great on the street. You know, I never had a bad situation. Like I will say, oh, I'm not going to go no tomorrow to the street. Hmm. But that's part of the adrenaline too. Yeah. It's part of what, you know, that feeling. And then if you got the shot, you said, oh, it was worth it. Definitely. It's always worth it sometimes, right? I said always sometimes. Uh, give myself some crickets. <laughs> all right. No, no, no. But that's it's true. It's true. <laughs> and yeah, we all got to be safe out there. We just, like I said, and you pointed out, you just got to know when to shoot and when not to shoot. Obviously, stay safe. So. Yeah. Yep. So. Safety first. Definitely. I I don't no, I'm not going down that road. I probably get canceled, so I'll skip that. I'm gonna make a, another lame joke with crickets. So I'll keep that one to myself. But when you're in the streets, what do you look for before you push the shutter? What catches your attention? What do you want to say through your photo your photos? Well, you have seen my work, right? Um and I look for characters, you know, people that are interesting or seeing what they're carrying, like a box, a bag, or a nice purse, a nice, you know, outfit. 
And I would not say that I'm always paying attention to the weather. Sometimes I use the flash a lot. It's like, okay, if it's a good, it's a good sunny day, I will take advantage. If it's overcast, I will take advantage. So I always go very positive every time that I go and shoot. Um, and when I go out, it depends. If I'm going like with my buddies, with Dress, even Dan or, or Patrick or Harry, it's another different approach. When I go by myself like I did last week, I know what I was looking. I was looking more like be more of a fisher than a hunter and stand in a corner and see how the, the sun move around. Um, but I, I'm always, it's very rare that you see a photo or a frame that I do that. It's no one in the photo. I always have to have the human uh, subject in my photos. I think that makes me so happy when I capture somebody. Um, I love when they approach in a good way, you know, Hey, can I see what? And I'm, you know, I'm always open to share with them. But when I'm on the street, I, I look, I look for characters, somebody interesting, or they're doing something. It could be funny. It can be something that you were not expecting to see that day. And I just want to frame that and put it in my pocket, you know, like take it with me, have it, have it and share um, with the people. Yeah. That's cool. Different processes for different sessions, I guess I would say. Yeah. It's like probably, I don't know if you had tried going shoot with people, you know, with your body, it's completely mm -hmm. different. You it go is. in another pace. So when you go by yourself, it's different, but I love both. Um, uh, and and I recently noticed that I really also need my my own time by, for myself. That's what I'm doing that project in in the corner in San Jose in downtown. But also at the same time, I love to be learning other times, especially from my buddies. You know, like, yeah. oh, that's how you approach this. Oh, that's why you're standing there. Oh, that's why you go out at that time. You know. Um, I still in that process of keep learning and, you know, you learn every day. Um, and, and sometimes I try to do some kind of shit and it's not my thing and I'm not feeling it. I say, I'm not going to try it. Yeah. You know, I saw that another photographer did it. Let me try it. But I prefer to say, I tried that. I never try it. You know, I was like, okay, let me see. Not to trying to copy. It's more to, to learn. Like, oh, how they got that shot. But if I'm not feeling it, I have to feel the shot. The same way that when I select my work, I, I have to feel I have like something in my chest, you know, like I'm, oh, I love this. But yeah, I love both processes, like going out with them and going by myself. But it's completely different. It is. It's so I prefer to shoot alone only because my 
primary style of shooting is very candid. Mm-hmm. And I like street portraits. I'll do it occasionally. My friend Craig Clark, he kind of yeah motivated me to. Who is great? Yeah, he's awesome. He His work is great. He motivated me to start asking people for, you know, oh, can I take your picture? And I've never, I shouldn't say never. I had grown over, got over past that phase where I was nervous to take pictures of strangers in the street. So I was comfortable not asking, but then I'm a people person. I I can talk to anybody anytime. So me too. Approaching people and asking for their photo. I'm a photographer. That's what I should be able to do. It came real easy. You were afraid to be rejected? No, not really. Not at all. I not mean, really? No, I just, I didn't, I wasn't, I, yeah, so, so that's the more correct thing. I wasn't interested in having posed street portraits, if it makes sense. I do both. Um, yeah. I will say at this stage of, you know, my street photography, mm-hmm. Even people said that I have a style. I feel that I, I still learning and trying to find out my style. Like what? I'm not. I'm not sure if I'm ready to say. Oh, this is the only thing that I'm gonna shoot. Yeah. Right. Um, going back to when you shoot alone and when you shoot with your body and. One other thing, when you do portraits and candid, sometimes you take you take the candy, but then in the background it's your body. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a yeah. photo and like you like, damn, the shot is so good. That happens to me yeah. very often when I go with the guys and even you know, Patrick recently sent me a photo that was a great shot. Who's yeah. in the background? Me. Yeah. And I said, Dude, I screwed your shot. So, you know, it, it's funny because I'm part of his shot, right? But yeah. it's just a thing. So I would say I try to do more candid, like like I said, like a fly that they don't notice me. And I love this. Um, I recently got an interview from the pictorial list mm-hmm. and Bill, who was who made the interview. I love this line that he used and I wrote it here. It's uh, a fly that he, he was talking about me a fly on the wall and a bulldog with a flash. <laughs> right. So I love that because it's true. You know, you have your flash, but sometimes I ask permission for to take the shot because sometimes you want to take the texture of their skin, you know, and you yeah. want to, um, and sometimes you only want the candy, uh, shot. You want to get, you don't want to notice that you were there. Sorry, I'm writing that down. I'm listening. But I'm, but I'm, no, but but I'm, but I also I'm happy that you're you're being brave and asking because I think it's something that you're gonna add to your skills, you know. So it's nothing wrong. Like, or probably you don't want to post it, but unless you try it, right? That's another thing. You decide if you want to post it because you want to show it what you're doing or you were, okay, I'm not going to show it because I just want to show this kind of style. Right. Mm, yeah. But as I mentioned that right now I'm on that stage that like, right now I posted, um, 
on Instagram, like six shots that I took in New York. And that was last year. I went back to my file. I said, oh, I need to post this. Even if it's not what I'm doing, the candy shot, but I said, I love it. I, I, try, I still try to figure it out. I both, I love both, but I would say my happiness and adrenaline is when I take that candy shot. Yeah. But I would not say that I don't love the portraits. You know, I have a, Balance. I love both. Yeah. It's all right to be balanced. Know how to do everything. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. So really quick, before we get into your magazine, please tell us, plug your social media accounts. So Instagrams, Twitters, Facebooks, Vero's, websites, anything you own, and you'd like the world and the listeners to be able to view your work. So my IG handle is suspect.shots, period, shots, suspect shots. My website is suspectshots.com. Um, I think those are, I'm not in Facebook. I'm just only on Instagram and my website. Okay. Yeah, no worries. I and will... then the, I'm sorry, go ahead. the magazine is theavenuemagazine.com. And they have any they have any magazine on uh, IG. Okay, so I will include all of that information in the show notes once this episode goes up. I will apologize. I appreciate to, it. <laughs> apologize to you now. There's a, a quite a waiting list for these to be uploaded. I do appreciate the patience. That's great. <laughs> I appreciate the patience. That's great. All the people I recorded with, and I promise you, they're coming. And I'm still recording. I'm I'm booked up until August. Yeah. I'm I'm so happy for you and for the community because I love everybody that's doing a podcast. I love everybody that are doing IG, um, live, uh other people that are doing other magazine in another region. I think the that's the way to go. Cool. You know, and collab. I think Create, share. That's, I feel that's the way that, that people out there will know what is street photography, what we are doing to under, make them understand what are we doing. Yeah. You know, um, if, and this our advertising, let me put it that way, to show the people what it is so they can feel a little bit more comfortable when they see somebody shooting on the street, they don't have to be, have any concern. I know it's gonna, you know, has been there for a while, but now more with it. So social media, which I, I feel like it's funny because people get concerned when they see you with a camera, but then they don't complain with they, when you point with your phone, you know, that's another discussion, right? That, yeah. You get out out there when you say why? Why you're complaining? Because I have a camera. I think you have to be more concerned with the <laughs> cell phone than yeah. when when you see somebody with the camera. But you know that's another topic. But I think what you're doing and other people are doing and what I'm doing with the magazine it's about that to teach to create a big committee. It's not a competition for me. Like I know the people that are doing 
magazine like in the east you know um and i reach out to them hey and i'm highlight them in my ig of the of the magazine people say hey well why you're highlighting other magazines i said why not yeah you need to give them support is the way that you want them to do what you're what what you're doing right support you and you don't know in one day you collaborate or you merge the two magazines and build something bigger. So exactly, that's the way that I see it right now. Henry Cartier-Bresson had an excellent quote about competition. I have it and I know it, but I would like to challenge the people to try to find it before I share it. Yeah, I'm going to be the asshole now, you know. I got so I have to look for it. Yeah, <laughs> it's very interesting. Yeah, but I, I, I'm not saying it's hard to find. I think when you approach yeah. learning, teaching, I think when you approach to do this podcast, I say yes. I need to support him because I'm doing the same thing in another media, and we have never met before. You're far away, but that's the beauty about this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. For all the listeners out there who are wondering why there's certain people who I haven't spoke to, it's, I'll say this again, it's not that I did not reach out, it's either one, I never got a response, or two, they just declined. Nobody's in, you know, it's not mandatory, you don't have to say yes. It's, I don't get paid for this. This is all for fun. So for those and my previous guests and my future guests and the people that I do have scheduled and the future guests that I don't know who they'll be, but they'll be on here, you know, I do say thank you and I do genuinely appreciate it. It's tough. It is tough to find yep. people. And if anybody thinks it's easy, I challenge you to try it. But I enjoy yeah. it. I enjoy it. It's it's really rewarding. I get to talk to people, learn the same thing. I, I the same thing I say with the magazine. You know, people think, oh, he's making money out, out of us. Nah, not the not really because depends how you produce the magazine. Right now, you know, it's through a full film and, and they take all the money. But I do it more for the passion that I have and also for my belief for why I started the magazine. You know, yeah. um, it's not, it's not about the money. Yeah. You need money. Don't get me wrong, but it's, it's not about that. And, and I know it's tough for a lot of people to understand that. And it's a lot of hard work, you know, Yeah. even for you, like setting up the day, scheduling for this day, if somebody cancel or for me, okay. every time that somebody send a submission yeah. and they send it on low res and even I have, you know, how you need to send it. And it's like, oh, I want this photo for the magazine, but then I have to reach back to them. Hey, can you send me this? Hi. It's, but at the end, it's worth it. You know, I love when I see the product. I, I believe the, for you, it's the same when, when you listen to your podcast and I say, oh, and like right now you're already booked. You know, it's that feeling of happiness that I said, oh, I'm doing something right. I got to say, the canceling on me, that one hurts the most. 
not so much that yeah. you cancel. It's just that there is so much that goes behind to schedule these. And for a lot of the guests that, you know, oh, I can I can record on this date. And I'm like, oh, I'm booked. Well, when's your next opening? And then I got to tell them, oh, I'm, I'm booked up until August or October, whatever it may be. And and then it's the day I'm recording, and then it canceled. And then like, man, I could have recorded with the other person. But you you were you you were flexible with me because I remember you offered me May sixth, which was the opening or the yeah. exhibition here in San Francisco. And even you told me it was earlier. I say yes, but then I thought I, I don't know if I have to wake up early and fix something or reprint something or frame something. I prefer to say, hey, can we? Do another day because I don't know how it, it was going to be a little bit of stress for me. And I said, but you say, Hey, let's do it this day. And I said, Oh, I'm, I'm glad that you gave me another option. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, cool, because I, I really want to do it. Yeah. I'm a real person. So I understand life happens and things like that pop up. Not a problem. It's just for me, like I said, it's the ones that just, they don't show up or, They'll cancel the moment of, and, and it's perfectly fine. I get it, but those those hurt the most. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For you have to be more tough than for me because I decide when I'm gonna put it out there. The next issue, and mm-hmm. talking about that, and hearing you with a podcast, I know you're doing this because of the passion and because you believe and what you're doing. And I think you have the same feeling like it's about growing the community, sharing, learning. And that's why I started the magazine here. Um, If you're good for me talking a little bit about it. Yeah. I was just just Um, about to get into that now. So uh, it's all, you know, so as I mentioned, I started, I did first my book and then I said, damn, I'm a designer. And I have not seen a magazine here in the Bay Area because first my thought was, oh, let's do a magazine for the Bay Area for tourists. And I started reaching out to a few people and <laughs> what you were saying right now, some people say no. Some people never get back to you or something. And I'm just like, wow, it's tough. Even I would just want to put their work out there so people can see what it's you know the talent that's here in the bay area even i'm not from here right <laughs> like yeah. i'm like but i'm doing this let me start building a community to the magazine few people were like oh but while you're taking you're taking advantage about all of my followers oh um i'm i'm not thinking about your followers i'm thinking to showcase your work yeah. and start building that community so the first one was a little bit tough. Actually, when I started the magazine was those days when I met Dan, right? And he knew, and I told him, it was funny because I told him that day, we went out and shoot with another friend. And I remember that same night, Dan sent me his photos. I didn't have a website yet to make submission. So it was more like reaching out, send me by email, we transfer. And by the way, we are not sponsored by we transfer. Nobody <laughs> just saying the, you know, which way was the approach. Oh. Um, 
So it was a little bit hard. And then the first one, I reached out to Mike Blayback, who is who is a great photographer, and he does a lot of uh, skateboard. You know, he's very well known. He's on a lot of covers of skateboarding magazine. And he said yes. And I met him through advertising. Is one of the photographers that we we worked with him before for you know uh, for advertising. He said yes. I was so happy, and I put that magazine out. But it was first for the Bay Area, and you know, sell it out. But but was more for the people Bay Area in California. After that, I decided. I said, no, uh, I'm going to put that out there. It's when I reach out to Phil Penman and he's so humble. He said, yes. He sent me a PDF with a hundred photos to pick, which I was like, wow, Phil is sending me a PDF with a hundred photos. And I was so happy because it made me feel like he believed in what I was doing. And then after he sent me an email, like, hey, Juan, I know how much work it is to put a magazine together and what you're doing for the community. Congrats. So that motivated me to keep going. Um, and my vision with the magazine, even it was first for the Bay area, it always was to like make, uh, Mike Blayback highlight those high profile photographers and beginners because a lot of work out there of magazine I have seen is always high profile photographers. Yeah. And always they pick high profile. I said, no, it's a lot of oncoming talent. And I think I'm going to motivate them to be in the same magazine that is this high profile photographer. Or even this high profile can learn or see how this guy is shooting. Yeah. Right? I think it's I would say it's you can learn from anyone style or, and I believe in, in that. So for me, it's about making a community that's not only high profile photographers. And I have been seeing a lot of talent out there a lot. You know, I feel bad when I, when I have to reject some work, but I'm doing the creation, I'm doing the design of the magazine. So my thought was like, I don't have to hire no one to do the magazine. I can do the logo. I can create everything. It was during pandemic. I said, let's make this happen. Um, I put it together. I have been creating, which is tough. And it's tough when you have to get back to people and say, hey, you don't make it, but try for the next time. Keep looking at the magazine. But you have to be real, right? Because even it sounds bad, it's the way that you're going to encourage them to get better. Yep. Um, you you have to be honest with them. And not being rude or nothing, it's like, hey, keep trying. Yeah. Because that happens to me. I'm not saying because I have the, ma- um, I have the magazine, I'm the best, but... Or I'm all, you know, I know what I'm doing. I'm perfect. No, I'm just saying like, even happens to me. I think that encouraged me to get better and go out there and shoot more and, and understand the street or what I really want to get from the street. Right. And 
the magazine has been doing great. Um, you know, for me, having my, having Gustavo Mina, Phil Penman, Olivia in the cover, it's like, wow, I made it. I'm doing something right. Yeah. And for each issue, I'm getting more submission, which is making hard the process of creating. So now lately I have been starting adding members to the team. Like uh, the Monday Ward, that's Dread Week, and Bill. You can go and check it in, in the account because I want to build a community, but then I want also to bring people on board to help me out because that's the way that you're going to grow. First, I was not, I have not done that because I want to like people see how is the magazine how I want the magazine to run, you know, like the yeah. style and everything. And then now that they know they all, oh, they are loving it. Okay. Let's start bringing more people and extending the team. And I don't know if you have the chance to see one of the magazine, but the feedback has been great. And now this month I'm coming out with the fifth issue. I also, we also did a, Portrait edition, which I want to start doing edition, special edition between issues, so people doesn't have to wait so much because I put it out there every four months or five months. But I have been doing great, and I'm I'm so happy with the magazine because every time that I receive so many submission, it's like you that your book until August. It's like people are loving it. People wants to be on on it, and but it takes time creating, yes. downloading the file, send, uh, getting the email. If they don't send the right, you have to get back to them, send the, you know, higher. But at the end, it's worth it. It is. And before we started recording, I, I mentioned me and a group of friends, we, we created a magazine as, as a collective. And that process was very challenging. And I think the challenging part is, you know, thanks to technology, I'm in Japan, person's in New York, or two people are in New York, and then the other person's traveling the U.S. because that's his job. And to be able to come together from literally all over the world to put a magazine together, which is done, and I actually have to order some physical copies so I can start selling those out. So definitely looking forward to that. But I definitely know what you mean. Like having, starting something from the bottom. And yeah, I when I created this podcast, it was just me with a small little microphone and my laptop. And I still kind of go that way. But now I got some more equipment that gives better sound because it started to get a little popular and I want And it's from your own pocket. Yeah. It and is. it's from, from your own pocket because people have to understand that. Like, like you say, you, you don't have a sponsor and, 
and sorry that I interrupt you, but it's the same way I used to have ads or small business from here, from San Jose or a friend that has a business mm. and people were thinking that I was making money because I was charging them. No, I just want to help them out. They are part of the community. You know, they're my friends. I want to help them out. I'm not making, but I also realized that every time that I add, uh, an ad on the magazine increase the amount of pages. So it will cost me more because I have to, I receive first my proof and after everything's okay, then I put it out there, but then I have to raise the price of the magazine and it was not working for me in that I love to help, but then it, I had to raise the price. So people were like, Oh, it's expensive. The magazine, but it cause, because I was helping other people and yeah. you know, it's a, a logistic and marketing and whatever you want to call it. Like I say, I want to help them, but it's costing me more to do it. And if I can pay a little bit from, but now you have, I have to think a little bit of like a bit, uh, like a businessman. Like if I really want to have ad, I will have to charge to cover some fee. Right. Um, and also because the price is going to go up and it's going to cost me even my proof more. So people just to know the work that is in the background and investment yeah. from your pocket. So I completely understand you. Like, I'm like, if I received the first one and I don't like it, they send me another free, but it takes time. It's pushed back, you know, when it's coming out mm-hmm. and people start, Oh, when it's coming out, which I'm happy when people start asking me, Hey, when is the next one? Right. Because you're doing something right. But, it's a lot of process and people doesn't know, like even curating is like, and when I decide, okay, how am I going to pick who goes first and who go last, who's in the middle, you know, as a designer yeah. and curator, I have to think about that. And sometimes it takes me three days that I start swapping, you know, to see how, you know, when you flip your page, how it goes. Right. And it takes time. And, but I see the magazine growing, in five years, adding more people. Um, you know, I have my vision with the magazine, and I, I think where, where you were saying also that you have only your microphone to the computer and it, and going, seeing, looking back, you're happy with what you're doing. Yeah. So it's a process, and I don't regret it. I enjoy it. There's a lot of sleepless nights like today. So it is a definitely a rewarding process to be here. But I'm going to clap that, man. Uh, I appreciate it. Great work, what you're doing. You know, I think we're in even different media for doing the same yeah. effort to put, uh, to get the community together and to get us out there, you know, as a, individual photographer and as a community of what is street photography definitely so congrats to what you're doing i appreciate it and i also like to send the same congratulations and you know claps to you support that's it's not easy but you know that's what we're here to support each other so support community yep all right So now is a part of the podcast where I'd like for you to highlight, recommend, recognize any photographer, up-and-coming magazine, arter, artist, marketing director, graphic designer, 
musician, anybody you feel that does not get the proper recognition? So I will start since we were talking about the magazine and I feel like, and I already have a conversation by phone with him, with the owner, but like I have the avenue that it's more from the West Coast and then it's um, my eye got lazy. It's another magazine in the East Coast. I think you guys should check it out. I, I love what he's doing. Um, so that's my first. Um, photographers, I have a list, you know, Matthew Hayes. I don't know if you have seen his work. Demon Dreward, uh, his handle is Dread, uh, period, wig. Steven Laszlo, Sharon Alien, Celine Penetier, Larry David from Boston, Harry Williams um, from here from the city. I already mentioned Patrick Steven. You already met Dan Phoenix Master. It's always tough for me, Dan, sorry to pronounce your last name. Uh, Eddie Wonleber and Katrin Asurit, which is um, her angle is so add a cat on Instagram. Um, that will be my list. Okay. If I think I gave you a few there. No, that's fine. I don't mind. I actually like for people to recommend as many as they can. Some of these people I reach out to and invite as guests on the show. But if you can, just to make it easier, if you can just send me their Instagram handles, and I will. Of course, I will. I will make. I will make a list for you with them. Yeah, I always add the the list in the show notes so people can click and support as well. So thank you for that. And the last question I like to ask is, what does street photography mean to you? What street photography means for me? I would say freedom to capture the world. Short, short, simple. Just short and simple. Nice. It's... I would say because it means for a lot of people have a different meaning, you know, and also it's very suggestive. So for me, it's freedom. Yeah, it is freedom. I appreciate it. Meditation. Escape from our everyday nine to five for most. For others, it is their nine to five. So. Different route. That's what I'm trying to turn it <laughs> to be my nine to five. You can do it. Yeah, it's, uh, it, I know it's I I know it's tough, and you get a little bit of be afraid. But as I mentioned, I think things happen for a reason, and I just opened that door since beginning. I will say March, so I'm just you know going with the flow. Yeah. That's it. That's all we gotta do. One day at a time. That's how I Yeah. That's how I do it. And I like to say I'm very not very. I'm somewhat successful right now. And consistency, hopefully I get to be in a very prestigious podcasting space. Could tell you now, nah, I never thought I'd be a podcaster when I was young or a photographer. But here I am. I'm doing it, and I, and I love it. So, yeah. yeah, I think I think we we need. I feel Ricky that 
and I will tell you this, and I know here in the podcast, I think we should keep in touch because you're doing things that that's great and have the same issue. I think you mentioned it like I have not been so long out there on the street, but since last year, um, I have been getting some recognition and not bragging. It's it's more for me personal, like, oh, this is working. So my heart, you know, my hard work and my, my time, it's worth it. You know, yeah. um, going out there, paying the bar. Every time that I go to the city, I have to pay the bar. <laughs> um, uh, you get some food, but then at the end, I say, oh, you're wasting money. I don't see that wasting money. It's an investment. Um, and as I mentioned, I want to take advantage of this time that I got laid up and focusing on my street. And I want to start, I actually receiving today uh, a camera because I want to start doing a YouTube channel yeah. from my point of view on the street and the Bay, especially San Francisco. But it's funny because even I'm living here, I want to do it in Spanish. Nice. That's a big one. Yeah, because not, don't get me wrong. I don't have nothing, I guess, to do it in English. I probably, you know, I'm going to speak both language, but uh, my main is, you know, support my Hispanic people. Yeah. Talk to them in Spanish because I, I know it's already out there a few in English. So that's my goal. And I'm, uh, you know, I'm getting the camera today. I'm going to see how it works. Probably I will go to the city in the week and see how it works if I feel comfortable. And probably it's like when I was started shooting, probably the, at the beginning, you know, my voice is not the best, but I said, I should try, you know, at the time now, it's nothing in Spanish out there. And probably in the future, we can collaborate again. You know, oh, yeah. um, I know there's a lot of YouTubers out there, but I said, why I can, why I have the time right now? I'm not working in an office, you know, I have the time. So work it out, you know, um, I should not be spending money, but, but it's an investment. So I said, let me get it. Let me try it. Let me see how it works. Probably I'm going to send you a few questions, you know, <laughs> yeah. in the running. And, hey, Ricky, how you do this? Or why do you recommend me? Um, and, it, you know, I also, at the beginning, when uh, they made the interview of Street Badass, myself, I was a little bit nervous because I don't like to be in camera, to be honest. Mm-hmm. It's funny, you know, you take picture, but you don't like to be in camera and probably that happens to you. Um, But I started getting comfortable. And when we did the interview for Phil, um, I was feeling more confident. And now I have a little, I have a few, like we're going to have Dan and we're going to have a few more that are going to be the co-hosts. And I'm feeling more comfortable. And that's why I'm like, oh, I should start also not showing my face but a point of view of how I shoot in the city. But let me do it in Spanish. Probably it's not gonna, how I would say, engage with a lot of people because it's probably in Spanish, but probably yes, that's what I want to figure out. Yeah, but YouTube is worldwide. There's a lot of Spanish people that watch YouTube. So yeah, I want I want to focus. But hey, and... I just prefer to say I tried that not I don't did nothing at this time just go that I can take advantage. I also have a YouTube channel and I was actually supposed to work on a video today, but I, I was so busy. 
I'll I'll put that out tomorrow, definitely for sure. So, mine. Yeah, those are my technical questions are coming yeah. on DM soon for you, Ricky. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm here to help. So, like I said, that was the last question I asked, but now I'll give you the opportunity to ask me some questions, and I will answer the best I can. Cool. Um, I know we don't talk about this subject, but it's out there a lot. What you do, what do you think about this controversy between film and digital photography? Film and digital? Yeah. Ooh. Like I will I'll I would say like a lot of communities like, oh no, I'm a film guy. I'm a digital guy and they like, for me, I know my thought, but I want to hear it from you. I know we don't talk nothing about this, but I want your perception about this controversy between those. Uh, I'm not going to lie on this one. This is the first I've heard of a controversy. Now I do know there was, um, I don't know. I shouldn't say it like that, but. Since I started shooting film about five, no, it's more, been more than that. Since I started shooting film many years ago, there has obviously been a resurgence of film and film photographers. I've noticed a lot of people were getting into it temporarily just to kind of be in the trendy scene. And even so much so that Digital photographers are trying to edit their digital photos to mimic film. So, yeah, I, I really don't know how to answer that question because I don't think there is a controversy between digital and, and film. I, I would say people shoot one because they like it more than the other or they have their own reasons why they do or they don't. I do know I have a very strong relationship with film and no matter how much I always tell myself I'm gonna start shooting less and less film I always seem to go back so I will say I do enjoy shooting film a little bit more than digital outside of the ease and instant how the you know, I have instant access to my photos on digital camera. Yeah, so I have to apologize. I, I I don't know how to answer that question properly. No, no, you're good. It's uh, if from from my point of about, and I will say this because I have somebody that told me this and this. They kept it in my head, like, oh, we film guy, we shoot with real cameras, right, mm -hmm. and. I think both are real cameras. I think it's a different process. Yeah. And for me, I respect, I respect both. You know, for me, we both are doing what we love. Mm -hmm. We're doing art. Yeah. And probably I don't shoot film, like just only from my point of shoot, but I don't do the art room or nothing, but I will give the credit and respect. And I will love people to have the same respect, not somebody that comes told me, we really we shoot with real camera. I respect <laughs> their word. I love it. And okay. probably I always say that if Wiener Grand at that point probably was 
the digital air time they probably will try it too yeah it just probably was not available at that point so i kind of think that whatever whoever that photographer was trying to refer to was so i can say obviously on film you you didn't have the technology you do in a digital camera so no autofocus and, and a lot of the other settings that pretty much every setting that a film camera doesn't have and some would say film photographers are purists, but that's not also true, you know, because I would say the tool is the tool, mm-hmm. right? So I shoot film and digital, and they both have their place. I think the outcome's the same regardless of how you d- decide you want to shoot it, Right. If that person decides he never wants to shoot on digital, that's his choice. I was a photographer who said I would never shoot on film. Fast forward 10 years later, I grabbed my first film camera and I was instant. That can happen to me. Yeah. I was, you know, I was like, wow, this is really enjoyable. And the more I did it, the more it grew on me. Now, that being said, I can say, a lot of people have probably noticed all those people who were hyped up to buy M6s and all those other hyped up cameras from YouTube and celebrities because they were trendy. They spent thousands of dollars to buy a camera, use it once, and then decide that they don't want to use it anymore and sell it. So just as fast as they bought it is as fast as they're selling it. So you got those people. Yeah. And... Yeah, I think you just, you got to do what you enjoy, you know? Look at, you, you could make them, you can make the point uh, if he plays video games, like, oh, you know, Atari, people who play Atari are real video game people because it was the first video game system to come out. Now, I don't know if that's true or not, but, you know. Which was good, yeah. by the way. Yeah, so you, you had Atari, right, as a video game, but then now you look at the PS5, you know which one? Which it one used to be the, the Coleco. Coleco. It was also at the same time of Atari. Yeah. What about the the quarter arcades that you you had to go to the corner store and play, and you spend hours way. watching people play Street Fighter Two, and they and you never never finished the game. Yeah, you couldn't. You didn't have enough quarters, and yeah. So I, I have one of those arcade here on my plate that I bought. Yeah. Online. And now I can say, oh, I can finish the game because you don't only keep yeah. <laughs> uh, pushing uh, reset or you got, restart, you know. It's, you got one yeah. quarter. You put it in and then you yeah. just take it out. And that was a good time. Uh, and, and sorry for for this question. I'm just, you know, I wanted to see another point of view. Um, like I said, for me, it's art. Mm-hmm. And if you're doing what you love, yeah. like the same way with the magazine, I will... I will accept both film and digital. And for me, it's if you're doing good work, you have good frames. That's what matters, you know. Yeah, that was my first question. No worries. You can ask as many questions as you like. I hope I was able to answer. I just, uh, yeah, like I said, I think it comes down to whatever the the person decides they want to shoot. Because if you look at large format photographers, they'll look at 
you know, 35 millimeters said, oh, you're not a photographer. Yeah. So. True. Um, I know we have been chatting about what you do and what I do. And this is a simple question. And just because I re- really love to keep building community and collaborating, are you willing to collaborate with the Avenue Magazine at some point? Um, I, you know, I have my thought on things that I have in my head right now. Um, would not say like it's in a week, yeah. but I think what you're doing, it's great. I, I can feel your passion for this. And I know we can talk in, in the background and see where we can go. Oh, most definitely. I always like to, Oh, I didn't say always because it would be the first time my my brand and someone else's brand. But I've mentioned that to many people, and again, people say no. That's okay; they're entitled to. But yeah, most yeah, definitely, people sometimes sometimes it's not because they don't want. Sometimes I, we have to understand their time. It's like a clear example. You know, Patrick is my buddy, and one of the first person that I asked him to join and help me to create the magazine was him, but he was very honest, you know, with his day-by-day job, plus his time going out, plus his family time. He doesn't want to get compromised. And I understood it. You know, I don't get mad at him. He's still being my friend and good. I prefer that he was honest. Then he let me hanging, you know? Um, So, which is great. Um, And I don't want to sound selfish or nothing, but, Science we have never met before. You were talking about my work, and you can see apparently through my photos my progression. Why you see, or why you recommend me, or why you will challenge me to do as a street photographer? Just keep pushing yourself. Shooting, you're you're obviously putting in the work. You know, as photographers. We all know we're students from day one till day whenever we decide to stop. There's always, you're going to learn more and more and more. And, you know, your work that you're putting out there is very, is very, really good. It's very strong. And obviously, the more you shoot, the better you're going to become. And I don't mean that in a disrespectful way, but, you know. Building confidence, which you have seemed to seem to have been doing very well, shooting with with Dan and Patrick. Yeah, just you know, evolve in time. You'll change. I'll say I look at my photos and going different ways and speaking with different people and learning different techniques, trying, failing multiple times. Until I, you know, I found the look that I like, you know, going back to that one piece where I was telling you Henry Cartier-Bresson said about competition, mm-hmm. which I'm still not going to tell people. You got to find it on your own. And that's just me. I want to challenge people to go out, you know, and, and do the research like I'm doing. But it's really good. You know, like you're a creative person, so you're... Everybody knows that, like, we can have the same camera, we can walk the same street, we're going to take a different image. So, it's hard, for, yeah. it's hard for someone to tell you how to grow as a person. So, the only advice I can just give you is just continue shooting what you are and, 
the results speak for themselves. Now, the biggest the biggest thing from what you just asked was more like you said you put out that book seventy nine, and yeah, you, that was your first you know major project that you worked on. You created it, and you felt proud about it, right? Yeah, even even I look back and I was like, now actually, you know, it was two years and a half exactly. I believe so. But I know I did it more for fun to just because it was my first year with the Fuji. I said, oh, mm-hmm. let me do this, you know, for fun. But I think that opened the door for me to move to the magazine, right? Yeah. But yes. So if you look at it today, if you look at that book and you can say for yourself that your photos got better, you're doing something right. Yeah, but I, I don't want to sound like I'm, you know, then I just noticed like I am understanding way better the street yeah and what yeah. I'm trying to like I don't you take know it as I, I feel like I, I I see like oh first it was the fun to get back to be a photographer and shoot and be out there right now I'm like now I know what I want, right? Like I know, even I don't, like I mentioned, I don't go like, oh, I'm going to shoot only this, this day, but I know what makes me happy. Yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, probably I can be, and this happens. Sometimes you go seven hours, six hours shooting the day and you come back and you're not, you don't feel like you have something strong. Yeah. Sometimes you go three hours, two hours, and you feel like, damn, I got, you know, better shots today than the day that I spent. And sometimes you go out one hour and you get that. Well, one of the things that I do in my process, I never come back and upload my photos. I always wait one day, two days. I have a friend, the one that encouraged me, <laughs> oh, do you saw why you shot? I said, no, I just want my brain to refresh. I don't want to get excited because... You can see on your camera on the screen, oh, you get excited, but then when you see on your computer, I'm like, it's not, you know, but is that's the part of creating your own work. And that's something that has been helping me to create my work is doing the magazine. Yeah. Because also you have to be, with the magazine, I have to be very suggestive. Probably it's not the kind of style that I love, but it, oh, it made me grow to be more suggestive when I, select the word for the magazine. Yeah. Which it's part of my process as a photographer to keep growing. I got you. You know, it's, it's part of, I think it's sometimes it's tough for you to select your own work than select other people's work. That's what I'm asking you. That question of why you see my work and what you recommend me or why you will challenge me. Like, hey, Juan, try this because I'm always open, you know, like. I would ask you, what is what do you feel most comfortable taking pictures of right now? So if I give you your camera and you go out in the street, what is the one thing you are most comfortable taking? Getting close to the people. There you go. So you got close to people. Um, that's, that's the biggest. That's the hardest one. And that's that's really good that that's your comfort zone because most people can't get that close. But now try it, you know, don't, well, you did the far. Far is easy, right? You want to get close. Yeah, but 
don't get me wrong. And like, I have been doing that when oh, I, I go alone and shoot. I got, I got your answer. So you said you want, oh. you want a human in all your photos. Yeah. Try taking pictures without humans. I will take the challenge. There you go. Yeah. I will take the challenge. And I think I can address this more. If I don't have the human, it's more about even a little bit of some time more talk to, to make the composition because you don't have that subject that your eye goes directly. Yeah. So, because even I'm uh, like last week that I was in the city, even I see things, I'm like, oh, but I don't want to shut that. It's no, it's not somebody in that shot, right? Mm-hmm. But I should try and be probably even I don't post it. I just like, we're, we were talking at the beginning, probably just for me to understand a little bit what I'm doing and challenge me in another different way. So I will take the challenge. There you go. And I will show you, I will say you, yeah. um, because that's one thing that I do like with Matt, Matthew Hayes. Uh, we share a lot of work, like a lot, like every day he has something, he send a, Hey, what do you think? Give me your thought. And I think that's also another thing about growing, you know, when you share with your colleagues and Hey, what do you think about this shot? And we're very honest with respect, right? Mm-hmm. Very respectful. Like the other day I sent him a photo and he said, I'm not feeling the photo. I don't take it wrong. He's not feeling the photo. But then I explained him why for me he was so excited about the photo. And that's the beauty about this. Definitely. You don't have to agree all the time. You don't have to agree. I don't expect my buddies to like my photos all the time on Instagram. I don't pretend them to like, just because I'm a kid of a dad. And then you know how it's social media. I don't want to click like just because it's a high profile name. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't play that game. The same thing with my friends. I don't want them to do it just because I'm their friend. Uh, it sounds, you know, weird, but I don't want them to like my, oh, this is one. Uh, let me click like. No, I want to you to really like the photo and feel something about the frame. And when I have this kind of conversation with Matthew, he's, I love it when he's honest. You know, because, oh, I don't, I'm not feeling that shot. Why? Be- because of this. Oh, that's the reason why I'm feeling because this, this. Because he doesn't know exactly the story about that frame. Yeah. Well, so I enjoy those kind of conversation. And I have been talking to uh, David, Larry David, like we want to start doing a, some live, like chatting, this kind of conversation, like friends, like, and don't get me wrong, like, oh, it's Bruce Gilden. Oh, but I'm not feeling the photo. I'm not going to click live because I really just, okay, it's Bruce Gilden, but, I'm not feeling nothing with all the respect, you know? Yeah. But I don't want to click just because it's Bruce or it's because it's Phil or because it's Gustavo. No, because I want to keep it real for myself too. You know what I mean? I'm, I don't want to click there so they can see my name. No, yeah. I want to keep it. And I do it for me. I want to keep real what I'm feeling, what I'm understanding from that frame. If I don't understand the frame or I don't know why you, you took that thing, I think, not because you're this person, I'm going to click. Yeah. Hey, it's going to sound funny to a lot of people, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, just to 
being honest. Yeah, I don't expect everybody to like my photos. So I, I, I understand what you're saying. Like, because you actually like. Yeah, and then I don't think it helps, especially for a beginner or something that's new. It's not going to help them. I feel it's not going to build something. Oh, you have more followers. Yeah, but it's your work, really. I would not say that it's good or bad because probably it's good, but I'm not feeling it. I would not. It's good for you. It's good for another person, but not for me. So I have to keep it real. Definitely. And that's why also I want, I'm bringing more people, members to the magazine to help me to create. Because I don't want the people thinking, oh, he's just selecting what he likes. No. Yeah. I have to be suggestive. And being suggestive is very tough. So to help me with that, I'm bringing Dre and Bill. And probably I will have future uh, members, you know, mm-hmm. to help me out. Um, probably I don't like it, but he like it. But I want to stand that. Yeah. That'll help. Definitely. So. I think so. Other thing, okay. I know you're where you're located. Okinawa, Japan. So if I plan a, a trip to Tokyo, I will let you know. Oh yeah, definitely. I'm. I'll be there in two weeks. I go up there quite often. And jealous, then, jealous of <laughs> you. And then <laughs> shameless plug, but I I'm hosting Phil Penman. We have a workshop. Yeah, in, in November. So. Big, big thanks to him. You know, that that's a lot of work behind the scenes. That's a big that goal for you, too. Yeah. So. I know it's it's great. Um, halfway there. So kudos to you. Appreciate it. It's, it's not easy. So I still got some more planning to do, which I will utilize my time two weeks or a week. Yeah, I guess I could say a week from now. So. And if me. you come to California, just let me know. Uh, I am planning to go out to San Diego to visit my daughter. And sorry, I will be there in September. So I'll be there for a week, but I'll be there with my daughter. So I I may not. Yeah, have, I know. That's yeah. that's family time. Yeah. That's family time. But if you one day come and you're near, just like I said to everybody, you know, um, just reach out. Uh, um if you have the time and you come to the city of San Francisco, even one day, you know, recently Bill came from New York for something for work and we took a few hours. It was Stephen, Patrick and Bill and myself. We went out for breakfast and then we went out to shoot for a while before Bill headed out to New York, you know, and it, then it's, it's a good, I love traveling, meeting other photographers. Like when I was in Barcelona, it was, I met the people from Barcelona uh, Street Photography Walk, and it, it was great. It was great. I, I I was so happy. I was like a little kid, so happy. Like, oh my god, these people, and you know, walking around with them, it's amazing. I think. Yeah. Again, this is the beauty. Street photography has a, a nice community, but I do gotta say thank you. I gotta start preparing for my next episode. Ah. I can't. <laughs> You're killing it. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. But I do appreciate you. Thank you for taking the time and giving the you know. The Thanks to you some, for having me. Some good content. So 
for everybody listening, thank you for making it this far. Go support his magazine. I will include all of the links for everything and everywhere where you can see his work, look at his magazine, and all that other fun stuff. So thank you again, Juan Sostre, Like a Street Photography Collective. Y'all have a great day. I appreciate it. すみません。これってライカ